Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Why, hello, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Bravo East Coast Housewives. I'm your main bitch, Kim, and you know what, Yins, guys? I just want to say I'm sorry about not doing an episode last week. I know I skipped out on Yins, guys, and I apologize. I've been having some health issues that I'm trying to take care of at the moment. Uh, I think I'm okay. I'm just sort of waiting things out. So that's why Yins didn't hear from me last week. So, you know, keep me in the back of your thoughts. That would be really lovely. And uh, enough of the health stuff. Now let's get up to date with what's going on with Bravo. There is a lot of stuff going on. First off, okay, first off, yes, yes, yes. We're going to do What the Bravo. We're also going to do the analysis of the reunion with Jersey. I have things to say about it. But first, we're going to talk about the What the Bravo stuff. First and foremost, our God, Andy Cohen, baby, our Bravo God, Andy Cohen. I loved the other day when he was on Watch What Happens Live, and he introduced us on his show, his new little baby girl, Lucy Eve. She came into this world on April 29th, and if you guys follow him on Instagram, you would have seen the post because he posted it first, obviously, and then he was talking about it on his show. I think it was on, uh, maybe it was Friday or Thursday of last week. I can't really remember. But she's so adorable, and I think from what he said on Watch What Happens Live, he was talking about his surrogate mom, and I don't know if she carried Ben. I'm not really sure, but it almost seemed like he was talking about it in a way where she did as well. All I can say is, holy hell, if that is what happened, because that is going to be a bond that they will forever have. And I just think it's really beautiful. Also, too, he was talking about how Louie was, it's a strong name in his family. And Eve, I think it might have been his grandmother's name or Evelyn and something like that. But it's all in the family. So that's why they call her Lucy Eve. So Bravo, Andy Cohen. Congratulations. She is so cute, and I cannot wait to see videos of baby Ben and baby Lucy together. Now, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm, It's going to be a great season. Starting off with Dorit in the uh, home invasion, if we all recall. That uh, was pretty crazy to read, but now to see it on screen is even a bit more crazy. So I'm anxious for the season. I think it'll be awesome. However, I do have to say, I think I'm a little bit more excited about the Real Housewives of Dubai. I can't get over the commercial when those ladies, they're coming out, they're looking fabulous, the music in the background, yes. Uh, Everything was just great and I can't wait June 1st. So excited. 
Let's go to Real Housewives of Atlanta. And can I just say, she by Sheree, honey, you are giving me everything right now. Everything. First of all, at Marlo's little thing that I still can't quite understand what it was. Sheree, you looking good in that dress. Loved it. Yes, I want it. Like that dress should have been in Marlo's little collection. But this is awesome. I'm so excited about this season. The first couple episodes are not disappointing me like they did uh, last year with many episodes. I mean, I like the beginning of last year. I thought it was nice and good. But then they kind of like after Bolo happened, I was just sort of off the track and I was just like, OK, I can't do this anymore. Like I need a break. And I was really disappointed, too. But right now, everything is wonderful, and I am loving every single second of it. What I'm really enjoying is Marlo, baby. Marlo, she has her peach. I was so excited about that when I first heard it. And what I really love that they are showing, obviously, because she's a cast member now, we're really diving deep into her personal life as opposed to her just coming to these events as a friend, and we don't really see much about what's going on with her family. So I love the moment. I love the moment. Obviously, she calls herself Munty because she uh, took in her two nephews. And I love the fact that one episode, whenever her oldest nephew was going to his first dance, I think it was, and she was showing him how to slow dance. It was the cutest thing. And he's like, no, I don't dance. And she's like, no, you're going to do this. But then she did the whole like, you know, whole ruler away with the slow dance. LOL. All of our parents did that back in the day. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. But that was the cutest thing. I loved seeing that. It is interesting that Kenya now is being so open and receptive to Drew because she wasn't really like that last year from what I recall. And I thought that was really cool. Kenya seems to be a little bit nicer than what She'll probably be later on in the season, but it's a nice start. You know, she's doing the Dancing with the Stars. I commend you on that. I would not be able to do it because I can't dance. (sighs) I still have to say, I don't like Drew's husband. He's an asshole, 100% asshole. I think his name is Ralph from what I remember. It's sad because it's actually not sad that I don't remember his name because he is such an asshole. So like, why do I want to remember an asshole? I feel like with him, he is like a combination of, of Joe Judice, Michael Darby, and uh, what was it? The first season of The O.C. Yes, yes. Joe DeLaRosa's asshole of a husband. Do we remember him? Slade. He was a piece of shit, too. I feel like that's Drew's husband. And this past episode, whenever he was doing that nice romantic dinner, but she was trying to tell tell him about her feelings, and then he was just kind of dismissing her, and ugh, it just made me mad. But Real Housewives of Atlanta, thank you. I am so excited for the season. Also, Candy and the gang. Oh, my God. What a great, great season finale. Big thing that I took from the season finale. First of all, Torin was doing his thing with the big ass event, uh, the 70s thing at uh, Old Lady Gang. (laughs) And loved whenever Patrick was going to proposed to Safari. Of course, she said yes. I feel like they wouldn't have aired it if she would have said no. But (laughs) I remember when he was going to go talk to Torin about doing the event and how he wanted to propose to her. And then Torin's like, are you really, are you ready for that? And then Patrick's like, I would die for her. 
And then production, it was like the echo. I would die, 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 die for... Oh, it was so good. Loved it. Yes. Candy and the gang, they're definitely going to be back. I wish they had more episodes. However, I do feel like there was probably less episodes because it's the first season. And I think they were just trying to tread the water a little bit on if people would be receptive to it. And I think they have been... I definitely have been. So, Candy and the gang, I hope you're here to stay because it's fucking awesome. And I dig you. Now, let's go to Roni news. Ebony K. Williams, honey. Yes. She put up on her Instagram. She is now adding an honorary doctorate to her name. She received this honorary doctorate at Benedict College where she gave the commencement speech. I want an honorary doctorate. I have to say, that's like hard for me to say right now, and I don't know why. Let's also recall she was on this reality series, not Roni, but a different one. It was called, it was called Beyond the Edge. And we also found out that she was nominated for a Webby Award. That's really cute, I have to say. She's, that's really, really cute. So it was for her podcast. She's nominated for that. Uh, we all know her podcast, Holding Court. So Ebony's doing kick-ass things because she's a kick-ass bitch, and we already know that. So congrats to you, Ebony. We are looking forward to you coming back to Roni 2023. And bravo, if you're not bringing her back, I'm going to be really pissed off. So listen to me. Listen to me. Bring back Ebony. She was great. I loved her, and I want to see more of the shit that she can bring to the show. Now... Vanderpump Rules. This is the last thing, and then we'll get into the Jersey reunion analysis. This was interesting. Found this on the reality blurb. You all know that's my favorite site here for the uh, dish, if you will, along with Bravo TV and other things that I see on Instagram. You know what I'm saying. But found this on reality blurb. Brittany Cartwright, right? (laughs) Ha ha. Jax's wife. She was asked, because she was on Lala's show, Lala did the show for her podcast at the Irvine Improv Club, and Brittany was a guest. I think Kristen was there, and Katie was there too, but apparently one of the fans asked Brittany how Lisa Vanderpump is in real life. Like, is she nice, and all this kind of shit. And Brittany says, this is quote also, she says, I wish she still talked to me after I was off the show. Hmm. That is interesting. I am surprised that she wasn't going. I don't know. I'm surprised that Lisa Vanderpump is not kind of keeping up to date with Britney. I mean, it seemed in the show she always loved her. She was always on her side. We all know that she doesn't love Jax. I mean, who really does other than Britney? And the baby, of course. But I'm just surprised that she's not keeping in touch with her. And I feel like she is probably keeping in touch with Stassi. I'm just a little, I'm confused. I'm confused with that. So what also happened is Brittany was talking about leaving the show. Because everyone thought that they were fired. Well, everyone thought that Jax was fired. And apparently, Brittany was kind of hinting that... You know, when Stassi and Kristen were asked to go, they were basically asked, like, you're fucking fired. Get the fuck out for what you did. 
I think Jax was then saying, like, I'm not going to come back to the show either. I just don't want to come back. And then Brittany's like, yeah, well, me too. But she was saying that Lisa Vanderpump basically hinted to all of us that they were fired. And I'm not going to lie. She's kind of right. I did. I, I mean, I thought that they were fired. So, of course, who do you believe, right? It's Hollywood. It's Bravo. It's all this shit. Like, who do, who do you believe? I don't know. Is Lisa Vanderpump a little uh, sketchy at times? Yes. Do I love it? Yes, because it doesn't involve me. <laughs> so I do love it. Do I love it for other people? I feel bad. But like if you're going to publicize it on a TV show, I'm going to fucking love it. I'm going to eat my popcorn. But I did find that interesting that Britney was like, yeah, Lisa Vanderpump doesn't talk to me anymore. And guess what? We left the show on our own accord. We were not fired. Mm. That's some petty shit on Lisa's side. But we all kind of know that she is a little bit petty. Look at what she did with Dorit and the rest of the women. But without further ado, people, we are going to talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey Reunion 1 and Part 2. Let me just say this. I don't know about you, but I am disappointed. I am disappointed for how they are delivering everything in the Reunion Part 1 and Part 2. It's gotten better. It got better this past one. So part two was a lot better than part one. But I just feel like they're not getting into the Jersey gals that they are. They're not like getting in touch with that for the reunion. I'm very confused. I am also disappointed. We always know that Margaret and Jennifer have like a thing where they're like, no, you did this. You did this. But now we're seeing Margaret and Teresa saying, no, you did that. No, you did that. You did it. You did it. Oh, my God. That scene was pretty hysterical. I mean, that could be someone's notification sound whenever someone texts you. You did it. You did it. Could you imagine? I would do that, but I have an Apple, and I don't know how to do all that fucking shit to my phone because I think you have to download a couple different programs because Apple basically just wants you to use their shit and no one else's shit. Now, I'm disappointed that Margaret and Jennifer aren't really having this crazy ass dialogue. I mean, they come up with the greatest shit ever whenever they hate each other, essentially, and they're frenemies. That is where we get the best quotes of all the Bravo celebrities. That is true. Jennifer has some kick-ass ones. Margaret has some amazing ones, too. And I have to say, too, Teresa, mirror, mirror on the wall, who's like, who wants to see you fall? Okay, I don't understand she needs to get her head out of the fucking clouds because she's seen rainbows and unicorns and all this shit and money 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 which fuck I would love that too but your ego honey you gotta bring it down a couple pegs because I can't stand watching you I mean we all know (laughs) you are who you are and that's why you've been on this show for so long but it only works so long. She's kind of pulling to me. She's pulling at Tom Schwartz. We know her behavior. We know how she acts all the time, how she spins everything like it's someone else's fault. She doesn't take accountability for it. We're just like, oh, that's Teresa. That's Teresa. Ah, and give her a pass, essentially, kind of like the way that Jennifer is giving Bill a pass for cheating on her. We'll get to that. But if you think about Tom Schwartz, right, he's kind of a... What's the word am I looking for? He's kind of goofy. He's goofy, right? He's like almost 40 years old and he's still doing shit that 20-some-year-olds would do. And you're like, oh, that's kind of cute. 
But, you know, when you're almost 40 years old, you shouldn't be doing that shit. And Tom Schwartz is still doing that. And that's probably another reason why Katie didn't want to be with him anymore. Like, she wants to be with a man, not like a fucking 12-year-old. So, not 12-year-old. Basically a 20-some-year-old. You get what I'm saying. I think Teresa's in that stage where, like, we are used to her acting that way. But, like, I'm tired of giving her a pass because it's getting to the point where I'm just like, you are ruining the show right now because of how stupid that you are acting. Like, I can't even understand that. But I have to say it's getting better. The first episode, it's kind of a little hazy for me just because I didn't watch it again because I wasn't that interested. And that's sad. And I don't like that. But this past episode... You gotta give props to Joe. He's always gotta do, like, he, he, he's like the female Teresa. He's gotta have those outbursts, too. I'm quitting the show. I'm fucking quitting the show. Bye. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this. Before we continue with the show, I wanted to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through a combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users meet their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations, and the more freeing solution is to find out things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique, and what works for someone else doesn't mean that it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work toward your goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight users finished the program and more than 60% of the users that engaged with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash believe. Again, that's Noom, N-O-O-M dot com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. We needed that. You know why? Because it wasn't really going anywhere for me. It wasn't. Having Teresa continuously say, while Margaret was trying to ruin Louie and everything by putting out that shit, she didn't put any of that shit out. It was out. Even Andy told your ass to your face and said, whenever you had to go get Joe, whenever he... (laughs) Andy had some amazing one-liners. Let me look in my notes here. Some of the one-liners that he said that I so appreciated. Whenever Joe stormed out and said, I'm quitting the show. Teresa says, I don't want to kiss his ass. Da, 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 da. I've been kissing. And then Andy's like, okay, good, good, good. Go, go kiss his ass some more. I mean, Andy was literally acting like the parental figure for the both of them on this whole situation. Like, you have to go kiss his ass. Go do it. Da, 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 da. So she had to go get Joe and potentially kiss his ass. And of course, they still yell, they still fight, da da da. You got Margaret's Joe in there with Joe, and then you have Teresa come in, and then Melissa's coming over to get Joe. I gotta go get my husband. Then you have Annie come over, and he's probably like, oh my God, what the fuck? Can we just get this over because I wanna see my baby boy? Ah, Andy, you are, ugh, oh, I love you. I love you so much. I really hope that I get to meet you someday in my life. While he was back there with Teresa and Joe, and Teresa's saying that Margaret did all this shit, basically trying to ruin Louie. 
whatever. She is also delusional, kind of like the way that she was delusional when she was with Joe Judice. I mean, he was a piece of shit, and she was in complete denial the whole time. We all saw it. Maybe her daughter saw it, too, and they just didn't want to admit it. Now, I need to back off because that's some fucked up shit, but I can't help that I'm telling my truth and what I think. Moving on from there, when Andy's there with Teresa and Joe, trying to get both of them to come back out on the stage, he says... You know, Teresa, I don't know why you're getting mad at Margaret. Like, all of these things about him are out there. You have to know for sure I'd be asking about all this shit. Like, what's up with the domestic abuse? What's up with the knife stabbing? What's up with all this shit? It's not Margaret. We all want to know. And then Teresa is crazy as fuck. And she's like, yeah, but if you're supposed to be my friend. Okay, Teresa, is Andy not your friend? Didn't he have you for his baby shower? Weren't you there? Are you not a friend of his? He's also paying a shit ton of money for you. He basically probably got you that opportunity because Andy is awesome. But come on now. You're saying that Margaret is a friend? Well, first of all, she is. She's looking after your ass. But your head's too far in the clouds to see that. Because you're in your love bubble. (sighs) So that was crazy. Eventually, she comes back out. And then they start talking about all this shit. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Teresa thinks she's the hottest ass of all. Cool. With her ego getting bigger and bigger, I feel like it's a little exhausting to see these reality stars, particularly right now, some of the Bravo lebs, Teresa being one of them, Austin being another, just thinking that they're like the biggest shit of all shits. You know what I'm saying? Like, I... Like, come down a few pegs because you shit in the same pot that I shit in. You know what I mean? It's, I feel like I'm saying you know what I mean too much too. (sighs) Yeah, this is crazy. Other one-liners that I enjoyed with Andy is (laughs) whenever Joe was trying to tell Teresa how he feels and she wasn't listening and not having it, Andy looks at her and says, yeah, but, you know, he's telling you how he feels. You should listen. I'm telling you, Andy Cohen is now the parental figure for Teresa, maybe Joe, but more so Teresa, because she needs it. She needs it. I don't even know how, how does one get to act the way that she does and have no consequences? Because let's just think. Ever since season one, she's kind of been like that. Table flip, hello, it's an iconic moment. But where was her accountability? No, it's nuts. Whenever they were talking about Dolores, because she's got a new boo, his name is Polly. As as soon as I heard Polly, I was just like, oh my God, is she dating Polly D? That would be crazy. I don't know if I'd be for it. I would be a little nervous. But for the sake of TV, it would be fun to experience that on the boob tube. Now... (laughs) We find out that Frank and David are living together, which is, I don't know, it doesn't sound that crazy to me because how well they get along. I mean, we saw it on the show last season. So Frank's now living with David because Dolores has Polly. She don't need Frank there. And then Andy says, so David and Frank are living together as lovers? LOL, how cute. Yes, Andy, love that. And Eventually, it gets to this exhausting part in the reunion, as all of them are sometimes. So we're at that part in part two, (laughs) and Andy says, 
<sighs> this is more exhausting than normal. This is after Teresa said, mirror, mirror on the wall. Da, da, da. I mean, it was exhausting, Andy. I completely agree with you. Now, as I said before, disappointed with Margaret and Jennifer. They're not like cutting in at each other like they usually do. The one thing that I am appreciating on this reunion, like I did this whole entire season, is Jackie. Jackie opening up about her eating disorder. I think that was so brave and she had so much courage to do that on a national television platform. I appreciate that she is sharing that with us and I know that it's probably helping a lot more people than she thinks. And it just seems that everyone is on her side for her recovery and being very, very supportive, me included. So Jackie, thank you so much for bringing that to the forefront so you can help change people's lives because I know that you're changing mine. Other interesting news here, Louie's ex-girlfriend is now dating David. Andy brought that up with Dolores and Teresa And Dolores was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was weird because Teresa was acting all weird about it, saying, oh, well, they didn't really, they weren't really together. But like, hey, bitch, they were dating. They went on a couple dates, whatever. Why are you making it weird that she is now dating David? Me personally, I feel like she's probably dating David because she saw him on the show. She knows that he's a doctor and she probably wants his money. Yes, I said it. I said what I said. As Nene Leakes would say, uh, what has she been doing lately? Because I miss her on the boob tube as well. Now, whenever Andy was talking about all this shit, because Louie is now in the uh, forefront subject here, Teresa is also trying to say, oh, yeah, well, some people try to destroy others, which really we know, Teresa, who you're talking about. You're talking about Margaret trying to destroy Louie. I'm sorry, Margaret doesn't give a fuck about Louis. She doesn't. She wants you to have a happy life with him. She wants you to be happy. She wants you to be safe. She's looking out for you. Get your head out of your ass and just know that she's a friend and you are not acting like a good friend. Man, this is like really down with Teresa. Like I'm not down with her right now and I usually am like pretty neutral with Teresa But she is not doing anything for me right now, and I kind of don't like her. And I feel like, bravo, you got to step up with her storyline, because if this is going to keep going and going about, oh, you said this, why did you ask me questions, it's it's exhausting. This whole storyline with Teresa was kind of dumb, in my opinion, this season, and... I feel like you got to step up with Teresa because if this is the only thing that she has left anymore, I don't think she needs to be on the show. Just keep Joe and Melissa on the show. Really, just keep Joe on the show because he's funny as fuck. Now, after that whole thing, as far as Margaret, this is all your fault on why the tape got leaked. No, it's not. Talking about the fat shaming here that Teresa did with Margaret talking about those pants that she made or whatever, like, oh, your ass shakes, your ass wouldn't jiggle if you were in these jeans. First of all, Margaret looked great. Second of all, some people like when another woman's ass jiggles, okay? So who are you to say, Teresa, anything about that? And also, too, the whole comment of like, hey, Margaret never eats a meal. Yeah, that was rude. I didn't like that. But guess what? 
I never miss a meal either. And I know I said that last episode because bitch, I'm hungry and I love to eat. So there's that. Finally, towards the end of part two, Jennifer's bringing out some big ass, what Andy would call Ted talk receipts about how the whole crooked comment came whenever she made that about the Gorgas. And then Melissa said something back about Jennifer. I don't know. Jennifer puts up that she saw this picture of Melissa and Andy and Melissa said some shit. And then (laughs) Jennifer retaliated by putting this fucking picture of her the day after her surgery for her nose and she looks like terrible right because she's recovering and it was almost like a sympathy post she wanted people to like oh why would you do that Melissa you're so rude and then Melissa's like you got an elective surgery and you're putting that online for people to feel sorry for you bitch shut the fuck up that's crazy I'm on Melissa's side for that and Melissa got some fire a little bit this past episode I enjoyed that I need to see more of that on the seasons in general because she's a little too quiet for me. I think she could be a lot more in your face, Teresa style, but not in the way that I would fucking hate it. And after the Aiden affair was brought up, it's the very tail end of it, Jennifer was talking about how she basically came on the show because she wanted to do it for herself. And it was the first thing that she's really done for herself, right? Because she's mothering five children that's a lot I'm sure so she wanted to do this for herself and I guess they were talking about before they signed to the show that if the affair ended up getting out Bill was like oh well we can just deny it deny it and you know what I can hear what he's saying and she was like yes I appeased him because that's what I do which is terrible but I'm sick and tired of giving Bill Aiden a pass. And that's basically what Margaret was saying. She's like, how is this any different? Like, you're coming down, you're chastising me like crazy because I cheated on my husband, but you're not doing that to Bill. And I see both sides. Jennifer, she's saying, I can't stand the other woman. Like, why? Of course, I'm going to come after the other woman. Like, Marge, you're that other woman to Joe's ex-wife, which is totally true. I get it. But I also get what Margaret's saying. Like, yeah, I fucked up. I own it. But your fucking husband fucked up too. Why aren't you getting on his ass? He has to be held accountable too. So that is obviously a debate that will probably never be settled between the two of them and maybe just people in general because it's a hard situation. You never know unless you're in it. So for me to sit here to say, uh, yeah, fuck this guy. He fucked up. Like, no, no way. No, ma'am. But I haven't been through that situation, so I I don't really have much to speak from. So they're all doing the best that they can with the way that they deal with things. Now, I have to say my favorite part of this Bravo week, let's say, which is now the quote of the week. Oh, my God. Summer House, please. Alex, where the fuck have you been? Where the fuck have you been? I didn't even know that you were a cast member anymore. Like, you were off the show multiple, multiple episodes, and now all of a sudden you're at the reunion. But, honey, ah, the Lord has blessed us with your beautiful words from your beautiful mouth. What were they talking about? Sierra and Lindsay. Could we guess? Ugh. Austin. Austin Kroll. They were talking about Austin in this whole summer with the whole love triangle, which I still don't understand, and neither of the other girls do. 
Alex comes in and he acts like he's the silent, what I call the silent summer houser. And uh, first of all, Bravo, you got to sign him again because if he's whipping out this shit now, just wait until another season. Like that shit's going to be fire. He says, quote, I also don't get it. I don't understand why they're fighting so much for literally the Honda Civic of male attractiveness. Oh, oh my God. That was the best thing. That was the best quote that I've heard in a while. Like this is literally bringing me back to I would rather cut my toes on a Cuisinart than hang out with Jennifer. It is bringing me back to that moment. I will do it again. I also don't get it. I don't understand why they're fighting so much for literally the Honda Civic of male attractiveness. Alex, thank you, honey. Thank you. Because that was fucking phenomenal. And it's so true. It's so true. We want a Land Rover Defender, honey. At least that's that's really the car that I fucking want in life. But uh, it's expensive as fuck. So I'm not going to get that. I'll probably end up getting the Honda Civic. <laughs> But no, I won't. No, I won't. But yeah, it's true. Austin, I'm done with you. I've been done with you. Remember when I unfollowed you when I was on Diana Jebbia's show? Yes, that shit's real and it's facts. <sighs> Another, uh, how many parts do they have in the Summer House reunion? Maybe just two. I can't recall. But next week, yes, we got uh, part three finalizing up with the Jersey reunion. Continue with the Beverly Housewives. We're Housewives of Atlanta. Yes. Can't wait for Ultimate Girls Trip, which is really at Bluestone Manor. Phaedra Parks. Thank you, honey. Dorinda Medley. Thank you, honey. Brandy Glanville. Ugh. Whatever. And I'm a little confused. What What's going on with Below Deck Sailing Yacht? I don't really know. I mean, I'm not watching it, but it was like not on for a while and now it's on. Now it's not. I don't know. It's not that great. I'm kind of over it. Let's move on. Housewives of Dubai, as I said before, June 1st. Yins, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, I'm so sorry that I didn't have an episode last week, but I appreciate Yins, guys' understanding and I'm happy that you guys came back. Give me a follow on Instagram at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And give us a follow at Believe Network and at Believe Lifestyle. That's Believe, B-L-E-A-V. And Yin's guys, make sure when you listen to the podcast, rate it. Rate it five stars, baby. Give me a little comment that you like it. It means the world to me. And honestly, it means a lot to us little people, podcasters, trying to do some shit in the world. So yeah, give me some five likes, yes. Give me a nice little comment and uh, reach out to me on Instagram. Let's have a fucking conversation. I'm down with it. So Yins, guys, I hope you have a beautiful rest of the week and I shall catch Yins next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Hold up. 
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.